So welcome to another episode of the Fat for Weight Loss Show. Today I am here with Carissa from CleanKetoLifestyle.com and we will get to it right after this. An important food, a healthy food, and a basic food that can be served in more than a hundred different ways. Hello and welcome to the Fat for Weight Loss Show. My name is Aaron and I am your host for today's episode. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, let me introduce myself. Firstly, I am from Australia, if you hadn't already guessed from the accent, and I run a ketogenic food blog called Fat for Weight Loss, found at fatforweightloss.com.au. And the aim of this podcast is to dig into the world of nutrition, fitness, and everything in between. I'm a nutritional therapist and an advanced sports exercise nutritional advisor. However, I'm not a doctor, so I cannot give you any medical advice. This also applies to any guests involved in this show. Please make sure you consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet or medication. You can find me on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Fat for Weight Loss for delicious keto recipes, meal plan videos, and drool-worthy food photography. So let's get right into it. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Fat for Weight Loss Show. Today I'm talking to Carissa Long and she is from the CleanKetoLifestyle.com as a global health coach trained by the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and she successfully guides a whole bunch of clients through changing their relationship with food, creating healthy habits even if you have a busy schedule. So for those people who have a 9 to 5, they work full time, they need to be able to fit keto into their lifestyle and this podcast is definitely going to be for you. And so Carissa has also been able to to heal a lot of autoimmune issues with the ketogenic diet. So this podcast is going to be a really juicy one and something that I uh, really, really love talking about. So I hope you enjoy the podcast and I'll see you on the other side. So Carissa, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm really excited to have you here and um, and learn all about you. So, so how is your day going today? It's going very well. It's very well. Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm super excited to meet you uh, via this podcast and get to know you as well. So I'm super excited. Yeah, I I always always um I used to do this where I'd I'd you know type up an email and say nice to e-meet you and people were like <laughs> stop saying that word. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's so good. So when you when you said that I was like oh okay all right <laughs> I've got to try and think of a new word. <laughs> I know we have to think of a verb for meeting people via podcast. I don't know. What I know would- it's a total thing, you know. Like when you start a podcast. Um, and uh, you, you get out there and it's so good. You get to meet so many different people. Um, but, but sometimes, you know, you have podcast after podcast after podcast and there's, there's so many people and there's so much going on. So it's, it's really nice to be able to just, you know, take, a, take 45 minutes to an hour out and just really dig into the details. And, um, and so for the followers uh, for the Fat for Weight Loss show, they may not know uh, too much about you, but can you tell us, a little bit about what you do outside of um, the website that you run and everything that encompasses that. So you're actually a CEO of a company at the moment, right? Yes. So I am not only my CEO of Clean Keto Lifestyle, but I am um, chief financial officer of a company based in New York City. So I'm all about the numbers and the financials in my day-to-day life and then created this passion around uh, the ketogenic diet and teaching people how to do it so that had become my side hustle, which now has kind of evolved to a larger company as well. So I'm very busy, but I love both worlds. So it's just um, balancing the two is my biggest challenge. But luckily with the ketogenic diet, your your mental focus and your clarity is, is there and you have so much energy. So it's actually helping me really thrive in both areas of my life. Yeah, that's uh, and, and sorry, not CEO, CFO. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, I'll yeah, take the no, title. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's fantastic to know that um, you know you can do this sort of stuff. You don't have to be fully fledged like a lot of uh, other keto influencers are. Um, you know, this can be a side hustle, and and there's a lot of passion in this. And so it's it's so fantastic to um, actually put that passion and uh, all of this in, into something. So so for the people listening, can you sort of give us a little bit of background into why you started the ketogenic diet um, and and what what some of the, you know, um, health issues you were going through at the time? Yeah, absolutely. So I admittedly, for most of my life, 
all the way up to my early 20s, had no clue what true health was or was ever worried about my health. I just assumed I was healthy and fine. And um, then one day I woke up and I was having some health issues and I went to the doctor and I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition called ulcerative colitis, which is where um, lining of your colon is ulcerated. So it comes with a ton of, um, for lack of a better word, crappy and pun intended uh, (laughs) symptoms and it was this big wake-up call for me because I just assumed I was a normal 20-year-old girl who um, was in her, like the prime of her life, and this was a huge wake-up call. And once I got diagnosed, it was um, a very, very fast downward spiral in terms of you know taking a ton of medication and in and out of hospitals and doctor's offices, and really just losing all control of my life. And you know, I became almost like um, just so stressed out and overwhelmed and a crazy person because I was sick and I didn't know how to heal myself. And my doctor was not giving me any answers. You know, his, his answer was take medication and pray that you don't have to get your colon removed. So it wasn't very reassuring and I knew there had to be something out there. So I started digging into medical research and really, trying to figure out a way to heal myself. And that is when I stumbled across the ketogenic diet. And at first I saw the word, word, it sounds like a scary word, ketogenic, ketosis. These things don't sound like things you want to be in or want to be doing. Um, But I kept digging more and more into the research and it started to all make sense. Like everything was fitting into place. And there was luckily some people out there who were doing the diet. They had good results from it. There was some research out there. And I thought, you know what, I have nothing to lose at this point. So why don't I give this diet a try? And, you know, I was scared because in the back of my mind, I've been told, you know, we've been told by the media and magazines, eat low fat, fat, real fat is bad. Um, You know, this is that that's not how you're supposed to be eating. So I was very nervous, but I really had nothing to lose at that point. So I started the diet and within two to three weeks, my symptoms were starting to go into remission. And then by three months, I was completely in remission. And my life was totally revolutionized, not just by my autoimmune disease going into remission, but then how much energy I had, my skin got clearer, I always had suffered from acne. So my skin was clear, I had this brain fog was lifted, and I finally had mental clarity. And it was just unbelievable how amazing that life could be once you're like in ketosis and you're eating the right things and you're fueling your body. So it was pretty amazing and impactful to me. And people saw that, that I was surrounded by my friends, my coworkers, my husband, my family. And so they started asking me what I was doing. They got really intrigued because they had saw my transformation. So then I started helping them. And then it kind of snowballed from there. I just kept helping more and more people and realized like, hey, I need to actually get organized and create a company to really help people implement this diet right yeah and i guess like for for a lot of people um they they tend to start the ketogenic diet for weight loss purposes and Mm -hmm. and sort of uh find all of the mental benefits and and everything that comes along with the ketogenic diet as a side note as they're going through and so for you it was sort of the other way around like you've started because of the autoimmune issues uh and the i guess the digestive issues that were coming along with that and then you've you've stuck around since then so that's awesome and were there any weight loss side benefits for you uh or was it just mainly trying to keep all of the autoimmune issues in check and then and then uh you know what what was that sort of journey for you because i know that a lot of people uh come to me and they say how much weight have you lost using the ketogenic diet? And for me, I haven't lost any weight. I've made some big body recompositions, but for me, weight loss was not uh, a particular aspect that I was looking for in the ketogenic diet. Is that something that you can relate to? Or, um, you know, have you had some weight loss success with the ketogenic diet? What's that sort of journey for you? Yeah, so I definitely had weight loss success, which was a very, very nice side effect. Uh, You know, I noticed pretty fast into, you know, getting into ketosis and doing this on a regular basis that I was leaning out, especially in my midsection. And that was, that was something that I wasn't really expecting because I had done diets my whole life and never really changed my weight one way or the other. You know, I would start a diet, maybe lose a pound or two and then stop the diet and gain it back. 
but to really truly see myself leaning out, especially in places I wanted to lean out, like my midsection and my arms, it was a very nice side effect. So on top of like getting healthier and having my autoimmune disease go into remission, the fact that I was um, able to really see those physical results too actually really motivated me too. And that's what a lot of people saw from the outside. Um, you know, my coworkers and my friends, like, what are you doing? Why do you look so good? And so that's how um, they got introduced to the keto diet. So a lot of people I know, and a lot of my clients, very similar to you, they come to the ketogenic diet for the weight loss. And that's a very nice perk of, you know, being ketosis and burning your own fat as fuel, for sure. Mm, yeah. And, uh, and so... You know, with the autoimmune and the digestive issues that were coming along with the the, the health issues that you were trying to fix at the start, um, what was the the progression of the things that you were eating along the way, and were you able to um, find certain foods that were within the actual keto space that may have been triggering those things? So I know that dairy can be a big trigger for autoimmune uh, issues. Uh, were, were there anything along, uh, you know, any foods along that path that you were able to find that that really works for you either to eliminate or to incorporate more of within the, the ketogenic sort of framework? Yes. So, you know, before I, I went to keto, I was eating a lot of grains. So rice, you know, whole wheat bread, things that I thought were healthy because of the fiber and everything else. And what I was really finding was that those were actually very destructive to my digestive system and very inflammatory to me. So just by taking those out, from the ketogenic, because in the ketogenic diet, you don't eat those, I immediately saw improvement in my symptoms. And then as I was adding, I, I avoided fat all the time when I, you know, before keto. So I was always having low fat yogurt or skim milk, all these things. So what I noticed when I started putting in these healthy fats, like coconut oil, extra virgin olive oil, um, ghee, even avocados, I just noticed, I felt this healing and this healing effect that was going on in my body. I, I felt satiated all the time and I really felt like it was healing the lining of um, my colon, which was what I was trying to do. So definitely, you know, adding the healthy fats in made a huge difference and then removing grains. And then it was interesting as I went, um, got, once you rid a lot of the sugars and the grains and refined carbs and glucose out of your your diet, well, you really, you when you strip all that out, you really start to listen to your body and kind of can feel and know what it needs and what it doesn't need. So that's when, yes, I started taking out dairy because I noticed, hey, when I would have um, like a yogurt or some cheese that I would have digestive issues. So it was interesting once I was, I was able to pinpoint a lot of those um, different things that were triggering just me not feeling well or my autoimmune disease throughout this process because you just are able to you're so much more in tune with your body when you're eating this way mm, yeah it's, really interesting. It's, it's something that's come up a lot when i talk to particularly athletes who are in the ketogenic space um they they have already eliminated dairy because of its inflammatory per, uh, properties uh, and i guess if you're having uh, you know, autoimmune issues and inflammation sort of fixes that. And I, I like to think that the, the ketogenic diet doesn't just fix the uh, insulin response for most people. It's also trying to fix the inflammation and it's also trying to correct a lot of hormones as well. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting to, to, to see whether people have eliminated or haven't eliminated dairy um, because it, you know, I think that's one thing that the paleo diet uh, sort of uh, really highlights is that, you know, dairy is not, not a thing, whereas a ketogenic diet's like, well, if it works for you, then it's fine. Um, and, and you know, it's it's really whatever whatever works for you in, in whatever situation. And so trying to find that out and try and find what works for you, I think, is, is really important. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, the, the way you... Uh, <laughs> I guess we were talking a little bit off the podcast just before and we were sort of saying about um, your typical day of, of eating a ketogenic diet. or um, and, and so can you sort of explain that to, to people and and uh, maybe give a, a, a typical day and then maybe uh, what you would eat at work and what you would have on the weekends? Is is that something that uh, is important for, for people to understand about you and then um, and then what that sort of looks like? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, it is interesting because I do have this full-time job 
I, I do find that I relate to my clients a lot, a lot because mm. they're going through the same thing. So I figured out all the tips and the tricks to like, you know, what you do in the morning to get you through to lunch. And then what do you pack for lunch at work so that you can always still be eating keto and not, and always be prepared. So I rely on a couple tools for me specifically. And one of those is intermittent fasting. I found that giving my digestive system a break for a long period of time has really helped with my autoimmune disease. So I do six, the 16-8 method. So I'll eat from on, usually from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. So in an eight-hour window. And then for 16 hours, I will not eat or I'll be fasting. Also have water or bone broth or things like um, liquid like that, but no real food where I'm chewing. Uh, so I have found that is great. So that means I really only have two meals a day for the most part. And usually what I'll do is when I get to work, I have in my desk drawer a whole like keto coffee kit. So I have my <laughs> coffee beans. Yeah. I, I like people think I'm crazy at work, but I have my coffee beans because I like a special organic kind. I have a little mini French press. So I go to the kitchen and I'll, you know, get the hot water from the kitchen and brew my coffee. And then I have um, a container of collagen powder and beef gelatin. So I'll mix which one I want to do because I find that's really healing to my um, gut lining. And then I have a whole container of ghee. So I'll throw some ghee in there or I also have coconut oil. So I always mix and match. Then I add some cinnamon or I add some other spices. And I have a $6 like handheld frother. And I just use that to blend everything together and get it really frothy. And it looks like a coffee you would get at a gourmet coffee shop. And I'm doing it at my desk within like five minutes. So um, I always have my clients, I tell my clients, just stock your desk. I mean, you have these desk drawers for a reason. Who needs paperwork? Let's just throw in keto friendly food. So um, that's what I do. And I mean, that in drinking that kind of, you know, fatty coffee, bulletproof coffee, however you want to describe it, keeps you satiated and keeps you full for so long. And it just like turns on your brain power immediately. So I'll do that. And then when I'm hungry again, I'll usually have a salad. So I live in New York City. And I'm really lucky that I have so many healthy options around my office. And everything nowadays is like build your own bowl of some sort. So you can build your own salad bowl. You can build your own, you know, taco bowl. So I'm always building bowls, and which gives me a lot of options to obviously remove the grains and the sugary dressings and things from, from my meals and just pile on with leafy greens and a healthy protein and then some avocado or whatnot and some veggies. So I always have some sort of bowl. I also in my desk drawer have a bottle of extra virgin olive oil. So I always add like about a tablespoon of that to my lunch just to make sure I'm getting my fats in. I have pink Himalayan salt in my drawer as well. So I'll salt up all my food to make sure I'm getting good minerals and electrolytes. And then when I get home from work, I'm all about simple, easy ingredient meals because I don't have a lot of times so I'm getting home. Uh, so And I need to eat by seven for intermittent fasting windows. So I'll just roast up some protein, salmon filet, chicken thighs, and some roasted veggies, broccoli, asparagus, whatever's in my fridge. And I'll pile it on with a little bit more um, ghee or some sort of oil. And that is all I eat in the day. So it's all about, you know, really quality proteins. The quality, the quality of my food is really important to me. Um, you know, looking for grass-fed beefs and pastured chicken, organic veggies and things like that. And then just really having a quality um fat content all day long from olive oil to avocados to ghee or whatnot yeah i um, i would totally agree with all of that and i think you know for for the people who who can't afford to buy all organic vegetables then there's you know obviously looking at the dirty dozen and then the dirty dozen maybe like the dirty uh six because only you know so many of them are keto friendly um, yeah but but you know really being smart about what you do and and how you put them together like for me this morning uh i had two eggs some asparagus some pine nuts and and some olive oil and you drizzle a little bit of lemon juice over that and that's not expensive but it's really really good quality and really good um tasting as well and so speaking of 
tasting and, and recipes and things like that. You also have a book that is, uh, I, I think it would have already come out by the time this podcast comes out, called The Complete Guide to Transforming Your Life and Health, the Clean Keto Lifestyle Book. Now, can you tell us a little bit about this um, and you know some of the, the the meal plans and the you know guidelines into intermittent fasting that that is inside this book, so if, so that people you know, can, can get a good idea before they decide to uh, go and buy it or if it's uh, really suitable for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I wrote this book, you know, with a busy person in mind. So someone who has heard about the ketogenic diet or knows a friend or a family member that's had success on it, but just doesn't know where to start and doesn't have hours and days and weeks to research, you know, what it is, what to do, how to get it right, um, and how to really start it. So for the first part of the book, the first part is all about the clean keto life. So it's explaining you from soup to nuts of, you know, what's keto, what are the benefits, what do you eat on it, what do you not eat on it, um, how to get prepared, how to meal prep, how to stock your pantry, how to stock your fridge, uh, just everything, all those basic things that you want to do and you want to know in a quick and easy guide. So that's the first part of the book. And then the second part of the book is five weeks of keto meal plans. So these are meal plans that you can use. Um, there's a beginner one. There is a time saver one. So if you want to do a lot of meal prep on the weekend so that you're not really cooking during the week, if you have a busy week, there's a time saver plan. And then there's plans that incorporate intermittent fasting because I found that a lot of my clients see great results with that. And um, it's something that they're not really sure how to do. So I've incorporated those, that type of uh, meal plan as well. And then we go into a bit about exercise because I know a lot of people love exercise. A lot of people hate exercise. It's a really, you know, controversial topic depending on who you're talking to. So it really talks about, you know, working out on the ketogenic diet. And I give workout routines that I use personally that, you know, have got me in really good shape. And then we go into 75 recipes that are all keto and delicious, very small amount of ingredients, um, very fast. They're mostly under 30 minutes and they, you know, we have, we start with sides and snacks and salads and breakfast and drinks and entrees. So it kind of covers every meal that you would need throughout the week and throughout your life on a clean keto lifestyle. So it's a, it's a really comprehensive book. It really is focusing holistically on your life, not just in one facet of the ketogenic diet. This episode is brought to you by The Complete Keto Diet. Have a think about this for a second. How long will it take you to reach your health goals? Is it four weeks? Is it three months? Is it six months? Is it a year? Maybe you don't need to lose weight, but you're struggling with the whole lifestyle thing that everyone keeps talking about. Who is going to be around long enough or be committed enough to you to help you achieve your health goals? That answer is me. I created the Complete Keto Diet specifically to help 10,000 people achieve their health goals over the next five years. That means I'm there for you in the beginning, through the plateaus, and the maintenance of your journey towards better health. But why 10,000 people? Well, simply put, I want to bring you the most actionable and realistic ways to get your health right using the ketogenic diet. But I also want to make sure that everyone succeeds and nobody gets left behind. Your name is very important to me. So how does it all work? Well, this is done with a ketogenic meal plan that is sent to your inbox every single week. You might have seen some of my YouTube meal plan videos on creating simple ketogenic meal plans, which are getting very close now to a million views alone. The advantage of my meal plans over others is that you are given simple recipes with simple ingredients with a great variety of food. You won't be eating the same meal every day and best of all I include substitutions for dairy-free, nut-free and other types of allergens. Plus all of the ratios are calculated for you. You'll be saving money with shopping lists that only include the items that you actually need. Not only does it come with weekly meal plans, but we do a weekly coaching session with everyone so that you can get your answers solved right away. You also get exclusive tools and resources, exclusive deals on all your favorite keto-friendly products that will probably save you more money than you think, plus a community of people to help you always succeed and keep you accountable every single step of the way. Sustainability is the key to long-term success with the ketogenic diet. I am not here to help you drop as much weight as possible in a three-month period. I am here for life. 
If you think this is what you've been looking for, I offer a seven-day free trial for anyone who is looking to see if it's the right fit for them. I offer steep discounts for six-month and yearly memberships that include one-on-one sessions with me as well, so you'll always have the answers. Head on over to www.completeketodiet.com and enter the code PODCAST to receive 15% off the membership. Oh, and did I mention that everything is in Australian dollars? Hurrah! Go to www.completeketodiet.com and enter the code PODCAST to start moving towards your health goals today. Right, yeah, I, I like that idea because, um, you know, taking taking the, the, the bigger picture and seeing all of the, you know, the, the big ticket items that you can hit with the ketogenic diet, so for instance, like intermittent fasting and getting all of those really quick, easy recipes down, it just makes everything so much easier and it makes your life so much so much easier if you're, especially if you're working full time, you don't have time to, you know, make all of these crazy recipes. And then, and, and some people out there do, and some people love that. Um, and I, I guess I probably cater more to those. <laughs> to those <people. laughs> um, but, you know, uh, e- either way, uh, and, and so uh, 75 recipes, uh, that's a, that's a fair whack of recipes to actually put together and, and create. And so, um, yeah, it's it's always it's always fun creating recipes. I love I love doing that. Um, were there any recipes for you that were particularly troubling troublesome when you were trying to put together recipes for it and make it quicker, or was that something that you sort of breezed through? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say that everything was easy because for sure, 75 recipes. I was like, oh, how am I going to do this? And then yeah. measuring everything out and you know putting the directions together. It was very overwhelming. But I have always loved food. I've been a foodie my whole life. So, and then living in New York, you're exposed to so many different dishes and so many, you have so much inspiration around you that the ideas were, came pretty fast for me. And in fact, I think I had more recipes than the book, you know, was slotted to have. So the recipes weren't that hard. It was mainly figuring out all the ingredients. I'm not a measurer, even though I'm a master's in it at work, I just... I eyeball things. So just figuring out the measurements and the serving size and all that stuff was what I found to be the most challenging. And then putting them into the meal plans and doing shopping lists, like all of that stuff was really the piece that I got stuck with because it was just so tedious. Um, I do that enough in my day job that here I was like, Oh man, I got to do all this again. But um, yeah, I, the recipes actually came pretty easily. And so um, I was lucky about that because yeah, that's something that, can be overwhelming for sure yeah definitely i think um for a lot of people uh if if we can create the recipes and and get them down to as many simple steps as possible then (laughs) then that that benefits everyone who listens to this podcast so that's fantastic um so you know you are a global health coach um and you've been trained in the institute of integrative nutrition so uh you have a lot of clients and so i was going to ask you um what are some of the common issues that come up uh, all the time when when people come to you and they say, look, uh, I really want to start the ketogenic diet or I've been doing the ketogenic diet for a little while, but I'm just stuck. What are some of the big common issues that you've found uh, that you've been able to help people with when it comes to, uh, you know, being a coach and, and being able to sort of, you know, lead people in the right direction, so to say? Yeah, so I think there's, I have two different clients that come to me. I have the people that have never done the ketogenic diet and are just interested in it, but they also think that they're eating healthy right now, so they don't know how I'm going to help them. And it's what I usually do with those people is I just ask them to, to fill out a food journal for seven days. Mm. And then after the seven days, they submit it to me, and we get on a phone call or Skype and go through it. And what I usually find is these people who think they're eating healthy um, are having a ton of sugar, ingesting sugar that they don't even know they're ingesting, whether it be their morning smoothie that they have piled up with bananas and oranges and apples, um, and to, you know, the salad dressing that they don't realize has 20 grams of sugar because, you know, the honey mustard or whatever it is. Um, so it's really interesting to see them have this aha moment, like, oh man, you're right. I am having a lot of sugar. And then really just helping them swap things in and out and upgrade what they're doing in terms of eating. And those people, because they already have so much self-discipline because they think they're eating healthy and they're doing things exactly how they thought they were supposed to be doing it, um, they find success really fast. It's just a matter of swapping things in and out and helping them kind of guide them into the ketogenic diet. Other people that I see, they're coming in and 
and they know how to do the ketogenic diet and they're looking for just accountability and someone to reassure them. You know, a lot, it, it's, it's, this is a diet where, you know, when you're dealing with macros and you're, you know, you've never eat this, eaten this way before and it's kind of off the conventional path that, you know, mainstream media is telling you to eat. Um, you can second guess yourself a lot. I know I did when I started. I was always second guessing myself. Like, am I, sh- am I should be eating all this fat? Should I be doing this? Um, should I not be eating grains anymore? So just helping them, give them, giving them motivation, giving them accountability, and then also just reassuring them and saying, hey, you are doing this right. You're going to see results. And whatever, whatever path my clients come in, they always come out the same way, which is they've seen amazing results. They love this way of living, and they're going to stick to it because – it truly is an amazing, powerful way of living to be in ketosis and to be, you know, eating these types of food and on the ketogenic diet. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I, I do, I do see a lot of both sides of those stories as well with the people who come through both the complete keto diet and the people who, you know, jump on some of the courses that I've got as well. And and there, there are there is a lot of confusion. And so, um, I think for for the for the be, for the most part, um sticking to a certain style of keto that works for you i think is the most beneficial way and there are so there is so much information out there um Mm. and because the the ketogenic diet is relatively new there's there's a lot of uh i guess mixed research when it comes to certain things and so it's like when should i have my bulletproof coffee is that is it okay to be having coffee when while i'm fasting is it uh, you know all of these things and Mm -hmm. it's like you know you need to step back and take the 80 20 approach and say look if you're just eating good foods and you're letting your body not eat for a period of time then i think that's probably the the most beneficial way to to try and get your body to respond and and so many people get stuck in weight loss plateaus and um, and, but they don't want to track macros and there's and then there's the micronutrients that are a problem and and yeah there's there's just so many things so it does help to have uh, a coach who is who is there to to just take a bigger picture look at, at the things that you're doing so it's yeah it's it's so good that um, <laughs> I guess we can both relate to this type of thing um, and you know there's there's a lot of uh, people say that um, now, how do I put this? <laughs> there's, uh, the, the, there's something that I, I truly believe in is that having good quality ingredients um, means you have a good quality food and you have good quality health. And I guess like having good quality ingredients is sort of that protection mechanism and it's your insurance policy uh, for for your health. And so I know that the clean keto lifestyle, what does is, what is the, the clean keto lifestyle actually mean to you? Um, because there are a lot of people out there who, who can just eat uh, meat and cheese and, and sort of uh, get away with that for a little while or it does work really well for them. Um, but, but what does a clean keto lifestyle mean to you? Yeah, so... I 100% agree with you when it comes to quality. And what the clean keto lifestyle means to me is that you really are focusing on whole, real, nourishing foods that not only are you going to eat and you're going to eat them in the right macronutrient ratio where you're going to see results and get into ketosis, but you're also healing your body. You're filling it with nutrients. You're ridding out you know, the chemicals and any of the processed foods and really eating the way your body was designed and how humans were designed, um, you know, eating the foods that we recognize, that our body recognizes. That's what I found was so powerful when I started this diet and my autoimmune disease went into remission was that I was finally eating, I was eating whole real vegetables. I was eating meats and I was eating, you know, these healthy fats that were made from plants, not from factories. And it really made a difference because before then I was eating anything that came out of a box that was easy or fast food. So I really became a believer in how important the quality of your food is. Yeah, I totally agree. And there's a lot of um, uh, a lot of keto products that are sort of popping up now. And in Australia, we don't actually have an ac- ac- like ready access to all of that. And so um, for us, it really means digging into the whole food sort of a style keto which is really awesome um and uh you know there, there isn't many of those packaged sort of really processed type foods that are labeled as keto so you think it's keto uh but yeah it, it's it's a it's a difficult topic because so many people are very different um but uh you know um the yeah, as as I was saying here in Australia, we don't we don't have those type of packaged foods. But with the with the sweeteners in particular, this is a question that I get a lot. Um, is do you do you use any sweeteners in in your 
keto or your version of keto um and uh, do you avoid artificial sweeteners and and uh do you use things like stevia or what does that sort of look like for you yes so i definitely do not use artificial sweeteners um i'm just not a big fan whether it be the fact that they're made in a you know they're chemically processed i just find them too sweet and i've never been a fan of them so that wasn't something that was a big problem for me to cut out but i also recommend my clients to not use them as well because I really do think because they're so they taste so sweet and they're so well produced by by you know these chemical engineers your body I think does get tricked and I think it does raise your blood sugar and it releases insulin which gets you you know having excess glucose and things like that so I, I just say to my clients like hey if you can avoid it I know diet, diet soda is the probably the hardest one for people to to wean off um but they always feel much better when they do. Mm. Lots of things change when they're off of those artificial sweeteners. When it comes to sweeteners, I don't. I'm not. I don't use a ton of sweeteners, but I will use stevia. But I'm really crazy about that. It's pure. That it's raw. That it's from the leaf. Um, I don't use any like the the brands that are in packages that uh, like Truvia or things like that. So I I do use it, but I also you know once you don't ingest a lot of sugar in your day to day life, you really don't need it or you don't crave it. So I'm never really, um, utilizing it, but I do have a couple recipes that, you know, people would want to have a little bit of sweet sweetness too. So I do use stevia, but I'm, I'm all about the, the purest, the best quality I can find of that. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm also a big fan of, uh, using sweeteners, but again, like the, the whole, uh, artificial sweeteners, uh, not, not something that I really dig into a lot. And so I avoid all of the diet sodas and those types of things as well. And I think that anyone who follows fat for weight loss would probably understand that too. Um, but mm-hmm. when it comes to, yeah, stevia and monk fruit and erythritol, these things have been around for a long time. Um, and maybe just not in the quantities that we're, we're eating them now. So, so, I mean, <laughs> I've got, so many recipes on my blog that are like chocolate chip cookies and all of these fantastic (laughs) you know replacements and that's awesome for those people and then um yeah once your taste buds sort of get aligned with not eating so much sweet all the time then you can actually uh, you know hit that big reset button and 100 percent dark chocolate tastes sweet (laughs) i know it is crazy it is crazy i have that in my fridge Every once in a while, I'll have a bite. I'm like, wow, this tastes pretty good. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it is pretty amazing how you can retrain your taste buds, retrain your brain, all this stuff when you don't have um, sugar on a regular basis. Yeah, definitely. And so at the at the end of the podcast, I always you know, try and ask some, some rapid fire questions. Uh, rapid round, I don't know. I don't really have a, <laughs> a name for it per se. But um, uh, the first one is what is your favorite uh, keto-related food? Do you have something that you could probably uh, not go without for a couple of days? Is there something that you've maybe got in the top drawer of your, <laughs> your shelf or something? <laughs> Well, I, uh, avocados are my, my favorite. So I always have an avocado in my purse, I feel like. And I, I, I designated myself in charge of snacks at my company cause I didn't like the way, um, they were eating and what they had stocked their pantry with. So I have single-handedly brought bags of avocados to the office and now it's become like the, the office favorite. So we can't go without our avocados. So I'm actually proud of that, that everyone got obsessed with avocados with some pink Himalayan salt for an afternoon snack rather than a bag of chips or candy bar. Oh, I totally agree. Awesome. And, and um, uh, I used to work as a software developer. And so the thing that you would generally get a lot of people through that afternoon slump is just more cake. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's just terrible. And, um, and, and that then becomes a trigger for the people who are trying to avoid it. And so, yes, awesome. Avocados <laughs> yeah. in the office, fantastic. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and and so in, in contrast to that, do you have any foods that you avoid on the ketogenic diet or something that you just really don't like the taste of? I pretty much like everything. I'm trying to think if there's any vegetable that grosses me out. But to be honest, I like I pretty much like everything. I do not have something. Sometimes mayo grosses me out depending on how I'm using it or where I'm using it. But other than that, even that I still like. So no, maybe some scary organ meat would be probably what I don't like, but then I just don't eat that. Nor can I really find it here in New York, but that would probably be something, some sort of organ meat liver. Probably. I'm not a, never been a huge fan of that. Oh yeah. Or, or, um, 
uh, as kids, we used to get tongue. And so oh, yeah. when, when you're eating tongue and your tongue is touching the, the you know, the tongue, yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry for that, anyone out there great. who's listening and just had that horrible feeling that like chilling, just, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Like this is too close for comfort. Yeah. yeah, yeah luckily yeah. tongue was never a big U.S. thing that I'm aware of where I missed that boat where I grew up. So Never had tongue, but it definitely yeah. had liver. Liver can be okay sometimes, but yeah, tongue would probably scare me. Yes. Ooh, I, I can't go past a good pate. Pate is pretty. I pretty do. Nice. Actually, I do like that. Okay. So I like that too. So maybe <laughs> I do like liver. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, so, you know, you sort of touched on this a little bit before, but do you have any exercises that you think are really be- beneficial for you? Uh, and and has that changed over the the journey of the ketogenic diet for you? Uh, it's like, you know, some, some people really like weightlifting. Some people go out there and can run ultra marathons. Is there something that, you know, you've found works for you and I guess for the clients that you work with as well? Yeah, what I found uh, was that, I didn't need to work out as much as I used to. So when I got on the ketogenic diet, I thought I had to be at the gym for like two hours a day, running around, lifting weights, doing everything. And what I soon found out was that I was almost overstressing my body because I was working out too much. So what I found is a nice balance. Um, Living in New York, I kind of have an advantage because I'm always having to walk or go up and down stairs for the subway or for my office or for my apartment. So I... What I've really found that works for me and that works for my clients is uh, HIIT workouts. So, you know, high intensity interval has been great for me because you can get those done in 30 minutes. You can do them at home. You don't need a lot of special equipment. And so that's what I I show in my book. But I also have found some great classes in New York. One of my favorite is called Dance Body, and it's all about dance cardio and just dancing around for 45 minutes or doing some sculpting. yeah, so it's kind of a, it varies because I there are so many options here in New York, but I found that actually taking a break more often than working out and overdoing it has actually helped me, especially with my autoimmune disease. Right. Yeah. And I guess, um, you know, yeah, especially with an autoimmune disease, having that extra stress from especially doing uh, long steady state cardio can potentially yes. be sort of destructive. Um, and for me, what I found was that I was someone who would, I was just an endurance junkie. And, um, and I don't have to do that anymore to feel like I, uh, you know, a lot of the people that I used to ride with, they would have this big fear of, of getting fat if they couldn't ride every day. And so the, there was this, you know, constant way up of like eating all of these carbs to make sure that you're properly fueled. Mm-hmm. But in contrast, it's like, well, those, you know, is that food actually really helping you or is it just creating a whole bunch of inflammation? Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, <laughs> that's my No, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting how knowing kind of how your body works and what fuel it runs off and how the science behind it all comes together in your body. It's really empowering to know like, hey, I don't have to go work out for two hours because I know my body's still burning fat um, if I'm walking to the subway or up the stairs. So it's really been an eye opener for me and really has created a lot more free time in my life to do, like, do other stuff that I enjoy because I'm not having to be at the gym or be stressed out to be at the gym yep. and get my two hours in. Yeah, that's so awesome. Um, and, uh, you know, exercise is one part, but then I also love uh, digging into the the learning side. So do you have any uh, books or videos that you've recently watched or, or read uh, that have that have really inspired you to, um, you know, either help people or just inspired you to be a better person? Are there anything, any books that come to mind or any videos? Yeah, I mean, a couple things. I'm sure... I don't know how popular it was in Australia, but on Netflix, The Magic Pill, which was a documentary on the ketogenic diet, was amazing to see that. It was mainstream, and a lot of my clients came to me because they had seen the diet in the documentary. Um, so The Magic Pill has been really inspirational to me. Uh, let's see. I read a ton of keto books or just books in general when I was writing my book to get inspiration. So um, Mark Sisson had a great book for the 21-Day Keto Reset that I loved. I love Brennan Bouchard's high performance, ha- high performing habits, I believe it's called. Yep. Um, and then I also am lucky enough to know a girl named Nick Pigeon who wrote a book. She's a positive psychologist. So it's really about just, you know, changing the way you're looking at the world and everything. And it, I have that book with me at all times because I can read a chapter real quick and change my mindset and, you know, get into a better mental state and and I really loved that book as well. That was called Now Is Your Chance, I believe, by Nick Pigeon. Now 
is your <laughs> chance. Yeah, no, it's a good one. My yeah. husband is actually, you know, it's pink. So if, you know, he, it's a, it, it's, it's a pink book. So it's funny, but my husband is obsessed with it now because um, I had him read it after I read it. And so he carries around this pink book in his briefcase with him. So it's pretty funny, but. Yeah. That's awesome. definitely a good book. <laughs> definitely uh, a good book. Luke Hines would be proud. He's a he's a, another chef here from Australia. So the the magic pill. Um, one of the you know directors was uh, chef uh, Pete Evans, and um and so he's from Australia. And so that, okay, that that, yeah, that was a big yeah, movie. That documentary was huge in Australia, and everyone's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, that's amazing because it it made its way to to I would say Netflix over here in the summer, and that's kind of where it hit it took off here yeah that's i figured it, it seemed like an australian documentary actually as i was watching it so it was really good though it was really well done yeah yeah it is it is so well done and part of it where um one of the ladies who uh she sort of explains how the ketogenic diet is actually cheaper for her to do because she's not spending a thousand dollars a month on insulin she's been able to cut that drastically down i was mm-hmm. like oh my gosh yeah it's so so good um and uh, there are so many other questions that I would uh, love to <laughs> to ask. Um, uh, I, I was a musician for a long time, and so I'd love to hear what people's music tastes are. So uh, are there any uh, musicians or are there any playlists or any genres that you always go back to that are your classics? And then is there anything that has been recently inspiring you? Uh, yeah, any, any type of music. Okay, well, I am a self-proclaimed, like, have the worst taste in music. For most people, I love top 40. I love pop. Um, classics for me would be, sadly, like Britney Spears or Taylor Swift. Um, but then I have, I, I mean, I also really enjoy, you know, Motown. My, I grew up on Motown with my, you know, my mom loved Motown. So, like, all of that genre. Um, I really love Meatloaf. I don't know if you know who <laughs> yeah. Meatloaf is, but... Um, Sad to say, that's like one of my favorite artists. He's so good. Um, When I go to karaoke, that's definitely the song I pull out is I Would Do Anything for Love. So you can see where I'm going with my taste in music. You're probably shuddering on the other end. Um, I just like top 40. So yeah, I mean, anything that I can sing along to and dance, you know, I went to the Taylor Swift concert. I've gone to the Beyonce concert this year, the Justin Timberlake concert. So that's kind of my genre. If you're getting, you're picking up what I'm putting down over here, um, mainly just pop music for sure i i love it and and pop gets a really bad name i think but, but <laughs> just like the keto diet yeah, so yeah well and, and so many people get the, the wrong idea but with with pop music in particular um the 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 music is sounds so simple but it is extremely complicated extremely complicated and uh, and that's where i think pop sort of gets its bad name it's like oh it's mm-hmm. just simple music and there's simple lyrics and it's you know it's and 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 that's that's the wrong way to think about it it's like you've been able to curate a fantastic melody and and put that with a whole bunch of chords that just make people feel something and that's what music is all about and so i don't mm-hmm. know I, I i love pop music i love hearing it and going okay. God, man, that that, that <laughs> song is just so good. It just really captivates a feeling, and and yeah, so so uh, all of those top forty songs, definitely definitely in that genre. I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Don't absolutely. Don't ever be afraid to say that you love pop music. <laughs> I do okay, too. Okay, <laughs> good. All right, I appreciate that, Aaron. And um, and so you know, to finish up the podcast, I usually ask uh, a big overarching question, and so. Um, when you were looking down, uh, you know, the doctor gave you the diagnosis and was like, you've, you've got this condition, um, you know, you can either go on medication or you can go on medication. And, and mm-hmm. so uh, what would you say to someone who was in your exact same position uh, when you, before you started the ketogenic diet and maybe what are some of the first steps that you can take into actually trying to um, heal yourself and then uh, going into trying to figure out what what diet changes are are going to work best for you? Yeah, so I would say if anybody was in my position right now or has been diagnosed with autoimmune disease, um, definitely listen to your doctor. I mean, obviously, they went to school. They know what they're talking about. But don't just solely rely on them. And especially if all they're saying is you can't do anything about it. It's the luck of the draw. Just be on medication because that's definitely far from the truth. And That's what I found with my health journey. So I would definitely would urge you to, you know, do research, figure out 
different ways that you can start making tweaks to your diet. The ketogenic diet, whether you do ketogenic or paleo or any other diet, just really start listening to your body and seeing and keeping a food journal and figuring out when you feel good and when you feel bad and then what have you been eating, you know, that around that time to kind of be a detective, figure out, you know, how what you're putting in your body is really impacting you and your health. Because everyone's different. You know, bio-individuality is something that we were taught a lot of at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. And it is true. I mean, what works for me might work for a lot of people, but not might not work for everyone. So really, um, stay in tune with your body. Start paying attention to things. Keep a food journal. Um, do an elimination diet. All these things, are they sound simple. They are so, so valuable. And um, and then really just keep stay stay hopeful. There is hope. Trust me. I never thought I would be where I am in terms of my health and being a health coach or anything involving health because that just never was my passion or never was anything I was interested in, nor did I know anything about. So always know there's hope. Always um, look for other people, lean on other people, get support from other people, especially people in the ketogenic community or anyone who you feel like you jive with or have the same story as because these people are willing to help. I mean, that's what inspires me. And that's why I do this on in my spare time or at night or after work or on the weekends is just to really help people. And, and so, um, what I've learned through all this is that, you know, everyone's got a story, everyone's got a path and you can change it though. You can change it and you can control your health and you can take back your health. And so the ketogenic diet helped me do that. And I hope there's something that can help you do that as well. Mm. And in the wise words of uh, Will Smith, don't let your past influence your future. <laughs> yeah, that, there you uh, go. Yeah, there's there's definitely some some really great information in this podcast. So so uh, definitely share it with a friend if necessary. Um, but where where can people find you? Where can people get in contact with you? And then uh, where can people pick up the Clean Keto Lifestyle book that is either just coming out or is already out? Yeah. So my website is www.cleanketolifestyle.com. I'm also on Instagram and, fa- and Facebook uh, with the username at Clean Keto Lifestyle. And then my book, you can pick it up on Amazon. It will be out on December 18th. So it should be out and available to order and to get it immediately uh, when you hear this podcast. Awesome. Fantastic. It was so great to talk to you. And, um, and I'm sure we'll be in contact very, very soon. Yes, I loved it. Thanks so much. Had a great time. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this podcast, make sure you hit subscribe to be notified next week when the podcast arrives. If you could do one small act of kindness for today, I would greatly appreciate a review from you. It's really easy and it allows me to keep making podcasts just like this one every week just for you. Head on over to fatforweightloss.com.au forward slash podcasts for the latest updates and all the show notes. Until next week.